Amen. He reigns. Amen. He reigns forever and ever. He reigns because he lives. He lives because he was risen again on the third day. And he's God because he's just God. He always has been. Always shall be. We worship the Son. When we worship the Son, we honor the Father too. And we're so grateful today. It's wonderful to be in the house of God with you or on video or whatever platform you're using. We thank you for joining us, and we're glad to be here with you. Amen. 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 I want to do. I want to um, recite this affirmation. We used to do it all the time, and I kind of slacked off of it. But it says here that I have great worth apart from my performance, because Christ gave His life for me. He imparted great value to me. Is the is part of life. It says, I am deeply loved. I am fully pleasing. I like to rub my stomach when I say that. <laughs> I am totally forgiven. I am accepted, approved, and complete in Christ Jesus. Amen. If you feel that way too, why don't you just praise the Lord, give the Lord that applause. celebrating and we're looking at Jesus between the resurrection and his ascension. Okay? And now if you have your Bibles, look with us to John chapter 21. John chapter 21. Last week we talked about the two um, travelers on the road to Emmaus and Jesus joined them and talked to them and opened up the scriptures to them. Actually opened their eyes. You know, sometimes we need to have our, the eyes of our understanding to be open. And the only way you get that understanding is to seek it through the Word of God. If you stay, we talked about it before, if you stay in the Word, the Word will do the work for you and open up your understanding and give you knowledge and, under, and wisdom from itself. Amen. Amen. And of course, the best commentary for the Word is the Word. Now, I believe in commentaries. I use them and study guides and all those things. But the best is the Word itself. So, so Jesus, you know, so Jesus, when the men on the road to Emmaus, Emmaus um, had this encounter with Jesus, they went back to Jerusalem. They went back to Jerusalem to meet the eleven, um, the the apostles, and whoever else was with them, all right. And Jesus appeared to them there, all right. And Jesus also showed himself later on. He had to show himself to Thomas because Thomas wasn't available at one time. And, and when they told Thomas we saw the Lord, and he said, I won't believe it until I see his hands and his feet. And, and, and Jesus appeared, especially approached Thomas and said, here I am, in so many words, right? You know? And he showed him his hands, his feet, and Thomas bowed down and said, my Lord, my God, right? And Jesus told the brothers, he said, you believe, you believe because you see it. Blessed are they who believe without seeing. And I want to tell you that we are the believers who believe without seeing today. Amen. We have not seen him in the flesh, but we believe the report. We believe the gospel. That we are not ashamed of the gospel of God because it's the power of God unto salvation. Amen. Amen. We're not ashamed of it and we believe it without seeing it. 
and the just shall live by his and her faith. Amen? Amen. Right, so we're in John 21, and this is another time Jesus appears unto the apostles, unto the brethren. It says, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Canaan and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, that's James and John, and two other of the disciples were together. And Simon Peter said, I am going fishing. That's what he does. He's a fisherman. You know what happens is that under, under stress and under um, pressure, we do the things we know to do. Right? And Peter knows that he's, he, he fishes. He's a fisherman. Right? And he says, I'm going fishing. And the brothers with him said, we're going to go with you. Now, James and John were fishermen too, and so is Andrew. But it doesn't say that the other brothers were fishermen, but they all went a fishing. Okay? And they, uh, verse, yeah, we're still in verse 3. And they said to him, we are going with you also. And they went out and immediately got in the boat. And that night they caught nothing. Okay? Now, this is not the first time they caught nothing. These are professional fishermen. These Peter, James, and John were, you know, so they probably had this experience before. We know they've had but when the morning had come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said unto them, Children, have you any food? And they answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Now you gotta remember, about three years about three years ago, they had a similar experience when Jesus introduced himself to Peter, you know, and the brothers. You know, so in um, Luke chapter five it talks about this. How how they went out and, and they didn't find they didn't catch anything. So they came back and when they came back, Jesus is teaching, he you know, he uses Peter's um, boat as a podium, as a pulpit, to talk to the people, and he taught the people. And then when he was finished teaching, he told Peter, launch out, launch out for a catch. And Peter said, we've been there all night. There's nothing there. We didn't catch anything, you know? But nevertheless, at your word, we'll do it. Now I like that when Peter said, at your word, we'll do it. And this could be taken two ways. It could be taken I'm going to do this because you are the master and you told me to do it, right? Yes. Which is what we hope is the, the way he took it. The other way is that, nevertheless, at your word, we're going to do it. In other words, this man is telling me to go out and I'm just doing it because he says so. And if it doesn't work, it's on him. Yes. Okay? And of course they went out and, and, they, and they caught so much fish that he had to call the other guys to come and help him. And he could hardly bring it in. And then Peter turned to him and said, get away from me. I'm a sinner, man. I'm a sinner. Leave me alone. Get away from me. And then Peter, of course Jesus didn't get away, but he called him. He called him. He called his brother. He called his partners. 
and they called them, right? So, so when they had this experience here, and they cast the net on the right side of the boat, and they could draw the fish in, they realized who they, whom they were talking to. And it says that Peter jumped in the water and swam to shore. All right? And they had a fish fry that day. Hey, who doesn't want to have a fish fry with Jesus? That sounds pretty cool. They had a fish fry, and Jesus ate with them. He fed them and ate with them. What are we saying? We're saying here that uh, Jesus is doing these things to assure these guys that he's not a spirit or a ghost or something spooky. It's him in the flesh. You know, they lived with him for three years. They, they saw him arrested. They saw him tortured. They saw him killed, right? They knew he was dead, and he's assuring them, it is I, and I am alive, and see, and he's letting them even touch me. You know, I can eat. You, you know, spirits don't eat. Let, let you know this is real. What you experience and what you see, you can believe your eyes today. You can believe it. And he wants us to know that we can believe it too. We can believe the testimony. We can believe the story. We can believe the gospel. We can believe the message that these men and many others after them preached to us. We can believe that Jesus is fully human and fully divine. We can believe that he's alive and well. We can believe that he ascended into heaven. We can believe that he makes intercession for the saints. And we can believe that if we trust him and repent, we trust him, repent, he comes into our life and he, he changes us. He makes us new creations in Christ Jesus. We can believe that we are now the sons of God. We are sons and daughters of the living God. You can believe it today. Right? Without sin, you can believe it. You can believe that it does not yet appear where we shall be, but when he appears, we're going to be just like him. You can believe that when you go through your struggles and when you go through your problems and you go through your stresses and, and the challenges of life, that the living God is there with you and help you go through it. All your trouble, all the things that you go through, all the aches and pains of life that you experience, that God is there. I want you to know that you can believe this. You can believe the Word of God. I'm talking about the Bible. You can believe it. You can believe it. You can put it to the test, and it will work for you. What the Bible says is true. And these brothers, they live this thing. You got to understand, these men that Jesus is working with right now, all of them were martyred, except for John. But he was tortured and um, exiled. But all of them suffered for Christ. Now, you know, People don't suffer and die for something that's fake. You know, and many of the disciples, many of the believers, the first century believers, they, they many of them suffered and died and were put to death and was persecuted. And folks don't do that for a fake. You know, they, they only do that because it's though it's true. Okay? They, they don't do that because, they don't do that to prove a point they do that because they know that it's true and they know that, that they have a hope that goes beyond the grave. So briefly what we're saying to you today is that Jesus is alive and well. 
And because he lives, you can live too. You can live with right standing with the living God. You can live free from sin, free from judgment, free from condemnation, free from the practice and the habit of sin. You can live free from that. You can live with a clean conscience despite your history and your background and anything that you or I may have done in our past, even our recent past. We can live free from that because of what Christ has done. Okay? We can live free from that because of what Christ has done. Believe the word. Right? Jesus says, believe me. Believe this. Or believe me for my work's sake. Look at what I've done and believe that. When John the Baptist sent the message to him and said, are you the one? Are you really the one? Or do we look for another? Jesus told John's disciples, tell me what you see. The blind see, the lame walk, the, the gospel is preached, people are being delivered. Tell John what's going on. But of course, more important than that is that he gave his life. He gave his life. This same Jesus gave his life, gave it up willingly. He volunteered himself to be the complete sacrifice. And he was risen again on the third day. Remember, he said, destroy this temple and I'll raise it in three days. He also said that no man takes my life. I lay down. I have power to lay down. I have power to take it back up. See, what you have to understand is that he's the only one to make a claim like that and actually do it. So he's either telling the truth or he's a maniac. He's crazy. You know? So I choose to believe that he told the truth. I know it's true. <laughs> I know it's true, saints friends. It's true. So, listen, we want you to understand that you can trust. You can trust the Word of God, and you can trust your faith in Jesus. I know your faith will be challenged, sure, and you'll be tempted to doubt, sure. The apostles doubted. You know, they weren't sure. They said, sure. When the women said that he was risen, they didn't believe it. Right? They didn't believe it. Right, but they, they doubt it, and I understand there's we have some doubts too, you know. But want you to want you to understand that it's right, it's true. With your doubt, with your doubts, you could still see the work of God. God will convince you His way. He will show you His way, that His way is right and it's true. Don't don't give up and say, "Well, Pastor, I I believe in Jesus." And I've been praying for my son to be saved. I've been praying that for years, all his life, and he's not saved yet. Mother, Father, keep on praying. Keep on trusting. We, there's testimonies of people after decades of prayer finally come to faith in Jesus Christ. After years of sickness have been healed. After, after time and after time and discouragement the Lord has come through for his people, and he'll come through for you. My mama prayed for my brother. I guess she prayed for all of us. But my brother, really, because the Lord said she, he, she was gonna, he was going to save him. And she didn't see it. And by the time he got saved, she was not saved. Um, my mother had Alzheimer's and dementia, and she rejoiced over it, and then she forgot it.
I know I told you all this before, you know? But the Lord came through, even though she didn't see it and couldn't enjoy it. You look at um, Hebrews chapter 11, where it talks about those heroes of faith and all these men and women who believe God, and then near the bottom of the near the bottom of the chapter, it talks about how they believed and they did not see the promise. Yet they believed. We want you to believe too. The scriptures in the Old Testament says Abraham believed. Talk about Abraham. It says he believed God and was counted to him as righteousness. You have to believe. You have to believe. It's not, it's not something that we can just um, look at a formula or look at a recipe and look at some instructions and put these things together and, you know, I'll do all that stuff. You know, I like to build some things every once in a while. No, you have to believe it. You have to see it by faith. Your God is able. He's able because of what Jesus Christ has done. He's able in your life to do anything that needs to be done in your life. He can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the workings of his power in you. Yes. Why? Because he is the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. He is the Son of God. Right? He's not just the Son of David. He's the Son of God. He is God in the flesh. Right? All, you know, the the. He is the embodiment of the living God. He's the image, the express image of God. Okay? Right? He, he, did, he did give his life. He did yield his life over. He did die for my sins and your sins. He died because we cannot cleanse ourselves from sins. We can't remove sin. We can't even cover it upright. You know? So he, he made the supreme sacrifice once and for all. He's the one that completed, fulfilled the scriptures, fulfilled the law. I did not come to condemn the law. I did not come to stop the law. I did not come to remove the law. I come to fulfill it. He fulfilled the law. All the requirements of the law were fulfilled in Christ in his life. All the requirements. He's the one. And he gave his life. And he rose again. He rose again, right? And he's, he ascended and he makes intercession for the saints. That's the beauty of this thing. He, you have somebody making intercession for you. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in this life and I'm stumbling and bumbling and, and, and messing up and doing my best and not fulfilling everything I should be doing. I have, a, I have my Lord, the one who died for me, making intercession in my place, you know, the one who's my advocate, like my lawyer, you know, before the righteous judge, saying, however, I died for him, and my righteousness is applied to his life, and so because of that, he's righteous too. He's the one, he's the one, y'all. Remember, the scripture says that he became sin, he who knew no sin became sin, that you and I could become the righteousness of God in him. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we become righteous in him. In him we're righteous. Right? On my own, I'm not righteous. But like we said earlier, I am deeply loved and I am fully pleasing. I am totally forgiven. 
and in him I am accepted, approved, and complete in Christ Jesus. So the things that we're missing are in Christ. Whatever you think you're missing, you feel like you're not fulfilled, you feel like I, 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 something's wrong, I, you know, I'm, there's a lack in my life, I'm not completely satisfied. I don't know if you ever felt like that, where you're not completely satisfied. Go before the Lord and say, and tell, and that's, make that your prayer. Lord, I'm not completely satisfied. Something's wrong, something's missing. Um, I, I don't know what it is. Help me to find out what it is. Show me what needs to be done. Show me um, what I need. And let the Lord deal with you. I said it before, when you, when you're, when you grieve, when you're hurt, when you're upset, when you're angry, sometimes you just need to vent. You know, sometimes I just need to vent. I just need to fuss, right? You know, take all that to prayer with you. Take it before the Lord, express it before Him, and let Him deal with you. He can handle it. He doesn't get His feelings hurt. You know, now if you fuss at me, I'm going to feel some kind of way, yes. But you, you fuss with the Lord, he can take you. And, he, and, in, and his grace and mercy, he will allow you to get through so you could be healed, right? And he can show you what needs to be done or talk to you or somehow satisfy you. Even when he says no to you, the Lord will satisfy you. All right? You've been said no to before. You've been denied stuff. I know I have. I said, this is not right. Why can't I have it? You know? And I, I and you know, when I don't get my way, I pout it. Uh-huh. I'm not going to let you see it, but I'm pouting. I might be pouting inside. You know, shoot. Fussing inside my head, right? Even though if I'm with my family members, I might be pouting out loud. Right. But anyhow, but you know, even if you're disappointed, God is able. And when the Lord says no, he will fix it for you. He will satisfy you. He will give you the cause why this is not good for you right now. Not your will. Sometimes it's the no is a not now. It's a not now kind of thing. Right? Here's what we're saying. Whatever it is, Jesus has it. Cast all your cares upon him. Because he cares for you. We have anxieties, we have stress, we have anger, we have sadness, we even have joy and, and happiness. All that stuff taken to the Lord. He cares for you. Right? He cares for you. And I uh, want you to know we care for you too. Amen? Amen. And we pray, we pray like, like Paul said in Colossians, we pray that you be fulfilled. We pray, matter of fact, let's look at Colossians chapter chapter 1 real quick. Let me show you how, we're, how we should be praying for one another. Alright. I'll start reading in verse 9. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, since the day we heard that you became a believer since you trust in Jesus, do not cease to pray for you and ask that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's what we want for each other. 
We want wisdom and spiritual understanding. You know, we have an understanding of the world. I know how certain things work out in the world, and how certain things do, you know, certain processes. You know, I, I understand that in the natural, I need to understand how things work in the spirit. And that you walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Amen. See, this is after you're saved. You don't have to be. You don't have to be worthy to be saved. Amen. You know what I'm saying? This is after you're saved. After the Lord saved you, you wanna you wanna walk worthy of the salvation and the benefits and everything that he has. You want to walk that. The walk is your character, your behavior, how you live. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. See, we've been qualified. See, we were unqualified before, and sometimes I feel unqualified today. But I am qualified according to the Word of God. He qualifies us. You know what? You, you ever apply for a job and you get a, a no thank you letter, yeah. <laughs> or you, you talk you, you talk to somebody um, who can promote you, and they say you're not qualified. You ever been told that before? You ever had that unqualified experience? Well, guess what? You are qualified for this. All right. You're qualified, it says here. You, you, you're qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Light is truth and righteousness. Okay? Verse 13 says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Talking about Jesus. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of of sins. This is what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. Sometimes you have to read this stuff and remind yourself who you are. You know, don't go on how you feel, because feelings are here today. You get, I have a good feeling today. Oh, I feel like praising Him. And then the next day, I don't feel like doing anything. So find out who you are. Look what the Bible says. And look what it says about the Lord. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. That doesn't mean that he was created, y'all. Firstborn means that he's the one that inherits everything. The firstborn son gets, gets a double portion of all the inheritance in the traditional Hebrew way, okay? For by him all things were created, like it says in, in the Gospel of John, that are in heaven and are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. All right? So it's this Jesus is the one that's holding everything together, y'all. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. <laughs> That's what it says about you, Jesus. And guess what? And since you're connected with him, he, 
that it says he created everything. Everything was made for him. He's before, he's above, he's in charge, he con he, everything consists, he holds it all together. He's amazing. What is saying that he's all powerful? Okay. He's all powerful. You know, he rose from the dead and says, All power is given unto me. All right? And he says, Go therefore. And he tells the disciples and he tells us to go. Look what it says here. It says that he has everything. He's the preeminence. He's the one. He's the supreme. He's the ultimate. He's the first. He's, he's everything. He's above all things. That Jesus. The Jesus that you and I can personally walk with in the spirit. The one that takes the time to meet your individual needs. All right? And he's the head of the body. We're part of the body of Christ. Amen? He's the head of the body. And what the, the thing that's so cool about this is that it's not just because of us as a group. Now, he deals with us as a group, as a community, as a church, right? But he deals with you and me individually. All right? He can do that individually. He's even given us his name. He's given us his spirit. He's given us his sonship. He's given us this righteousness. He's given that to you why? Not because you qualify, not because you're worthy, but he takes unworthy folks while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, and while we were unqualified, he made us qualified. So now I can be a partaker. I can be a partaker of his joy. I can be a partaker of his inheritance. And I don't know what all that looks like, but I know that because of what Jesus has done, I have the same relationship that he has with the Father. So, you have two kids, one was birthed into the family, one was adopted into the family. They have the same relationship with the parents. All right? And so, the spirit of adoption has, is on us. We have the spirit of adoption. We have the same father-son relationship, father-daughter relationship. You know, Jesus has with the father. It's, it's just amazing to me. <laughs> And there's no way, no religion can make this happen. Uh, don't, don't you? I feel bad for the world of religions. For all those religions, all those practices, all those ordinances, all those, all, all the work that people do, all the work that they do, and all the sacrifice that they make to, to be I don't know what they're trying to be. To be worthy. To be pleasing. Or to have right standing. And then, then you have these folks who are doing all this work and they still don't know if they're going to make it in. <laughs> well, they're not going to make it in. Not without Jesus. You know? And, and, they, and, they, and they're good folks. I mean, good people. I mean, well-behaved, good citizens, polite honest, honest people, right? And they do all this work and they and they still gonna miss the mark. And then you got these characters in the body of Christ who can hardly get it together. You know, um, stumbling and bumbling like I described myself. And, 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 and they're not the best, not the best, but because they came to faith in Jesus Christ, 
because Jesus saved them from their sin, they go to heaven. Or you get this man or woman on their deathbed, deathbed confession, and they go to heaven. You got the thief on the cross who was a criminal. They would call him a thief, but he was a criminal. And he was such a criminal that Rome executed him. Right? And, he's, and Jesus says to him, today, I'm saying you today, you're going to be with me in paradise. And that man lived a life of crime. Right? You got people like, you heard of Ted Bundy? You know, some of y'all don't know, but the older one of Ted Bundy, who, 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 who kidnapped and raped and mutilated their horrible things to people and broke the hearts and ruined families. He did all these horrible things. And while he's in jail, he comes to faith in Jesus Christ and says, I'm looking forward to my execution. I'm going to meet the Lord. God can save that rascal and this rascal and some of us. He can save anybody. And you don't need the religion to do it. Now, don't get me wrong. We want you to go to church where you pay your tithes and participate and witness and share and be part of the community. Yeah, we want all that. Yes, indeed. But the salvation, the religion doesn't bring the salvation. It's faith in Jesus Christ. So, believers and friends, we want to encourage you to see what the Bible says. Yeah. Read, the, read it for the first time over again. Read, read the Gospel of John and see what Jesus says about himself and see what he did. And give the Lord an opportunity to speak to you. You know, if you're a doubter, if you if you never really trusted it, just give it a chance. Just read it. Read it like a story. Alright? You don't have to study it. Just read it like you're reading it for the first time and see if the Lord will not speak to you out of his word. I told you a story a couple of weeks ago. We had the testimony of the, the Mormon young man, Mormon, and he was encouraged to read the Bible like a child, like he was reading it for the first time and the Lord spoke to him out of his own word. He will do it for you too. Don't be afraid. He's not going to put stuff on you that you can't deal with. Don't worry about, don't worry about what you have to give up. We're not asking you to give up anything. We just ask you to check it out. I'm not telling you you can't do this, you can't do that. These, you got to cut this out, cut this out, cut that out, and do this and wear that. No, forget all that. Just check Jesus out. Just, just read and see what the Bible says about Jesus. Come to faith in Jesus. And you don't have to worry about all the things you give up this and give up that and all that stuff that religious people put on us. Alright? Because what you'll do when you come to Jesus, you, you'll make any changes that he'll ask you to make. Alright? Oh, but pastor, you got to understand. I like, I like doing this activity. I'm not going to name any activities today. And I like doing this activity. And, and I have this habit. And I have this addiction. Bring it all Jesus. Bring the habits, the addictions, the activities, the regrets, the crimes, the, the uh, persecutions, the hurts, the things that people did to you that's not your fault. Bring that to Jesus too. They treated me this way. They, I was this way. I got abused. Bring that all to Jesus. Bring it to Jesus. Just load it up in the truck. 
and bring it to Jesus. Right? And he can work with you. He can work with you. Anyhow, we're grateful. We love the Lord. He does reign. But he wants to reign in you. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. But he wants to be your Lord. He wants to be your Lord. He wants to be your individual Lord. And if you will allow him Now, listen, we're talking about the Almighty, we're talking about the Lord of Lords, King of Kings, but guess what he does not do? He doesn't bogart his way into your life. Right? He wants us to submit to him. He's not going to fight you. He's not gonna fight for your love. <laughs> He's not gonna do that. He, 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 he like, like the scripture says, he stands at the door and knocks. He wants you to let him in. Let him in. Let him make a difference. Let him make a difference in you. See what he can do for you. Amen. We're so grateful today. We're gonna pause right there. Amen. Because um, I could do this all day. Let's pray. You feel like praying? Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you because you are God and our Father and you hear our prayers. And we thank you for all that Christ has done to provide this salvation to anybody who would, who would receive it. To the whosoever would believe eternal life and salvation and righteousness and, yes. and sonship. And we are so grateful. And we pray, Lord, right now for the hearers of this word today, that men, women, and children will say yes. That they will say yes to you and receive all that you have for them freely because Jesus Christ paid for it all. I'm so thankful today, Lord. We're grateful. Lord, I pray that they hear and receive. And those who want to receive, all you got to do is just ask them into your life. Something simple like, Lord, I know I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. Please come into my life. Amen. The scripture said, Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I believe if you fell off a cliff, don't test this. If you fell off a cliff and called on Jesus, he would save you. Hit the ground and die. <laughs> but you'll be saved. Right? I believe it. Because the Bible said, Whosoever call on his name. No prerequisites. No prerequisites. You need the prerequisites because we're all sinners. So we need the prerequisites. <laughs> we just hope you receive it. Pastor Little is going to come in this time to encourage you. Amen.
Rich, good, good, good word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. Jesus is something. Um, everything is playing in uh, the background because he is everything. He's everything. That's such a personal song. I think, um, I don't know if it was Ty Trinidad, I believe. Um, he said, but he named the things that Jesus was, right? Life and peace and joy and strength. But he said, you're everything to, everything to me. And truly he is. Pastor was reading about um, just who that Jesus is. He said, you know, everything rests on Jesus. And um, at the end he says, um, that um, he, you know, God doesn't force himself and um, he doesn't ask you to prove your love. He proved his love. He proved his love for me in that he died. He went to Calvary and he said he proved his love for me and that he died. The Bible says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, no condition on that. We put so many conditions on salvation and we call it religion. Mm-hmm, yeah we do. Guilty, 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 guilty. But whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We just want to encourage you that are listening and struggling with that decision because of religion. You don't even go to church and you're so religious you can't make Jesus your choice because of what you feel you have to do and give up and how you have to present yourself. That's your religion. You ain't even in church and bound by religion. And Jesus came to set you free. Say, whosoever, just believe and come. Come. Put your weed in this pocket, your cigarettes up there, the lighter back there, the bottle in the car, whatever. Whatever's on your phone, just come. Come. Takes care, cleans, washes, you know, through the word. It's a process. It's a process. But when you come in faith, you're his. You're his. And then he spends the rest of your life loving on you and making you like him. Like, who wouldn't want that? You have the rest of your life. He makes you like him. Even to transition. I mean, it's guaranteed. I can't say it the way pastor says. Guaranteed, Elder. <laughs> Through the, your life. And he said, even at death, I'm right there making you like me. <laughs> making you like me. Yes, it's guaranteed. It's no test. It's no game. And that is something, it's almost people can't believe it. Mm -mm, mm -mm. We add this to it, that to it, that to it, that to it, that to it. And he said, I still have to present you faultless before the Father. 
He takes pride in that. I know I do. I mean, this is such a little comparison to what is going on in my mind of how loved I am, how cared for I am. And God wants to do the same for you. Whoever is out there struggling with the decision to say yes, and he's just pulling, talking, talking. Sometimes he's knocking, whispering. He just wants us. He just wants us. And my analogy, I know when I have a report, I have like a, a report I have to present. And all the information does not rest on me. I'm not a one-man shell, right? And I'm getting this person's part, that part. The, but it's ultimately my name on it. It's my department. It's my name, right? Um, and I'll say, well, do this, do this, add this. Okay, that's great. And I might have all the confidence. And there are people that I have all the confidence in the world that do things better than me, that report to me. But when that project hits my desk, and before I hand it over, with my name on it, because it has my name on it. And think about what Jesus is doing for you, because you have his name on you. So no matter what's been input, all the, everything, before it's over and you get to the Father, he's still going to check you and make you right. And then, there she is. There he is. He's good. Oh, saints, be encouraged. No matter your struggles, sometimes your biggest struggle is you, not stuff. Some people, it happens. I just have struggled being me. You know, just the pure essence of who I am is a battle for my freedom in Christ. Don't let that stop you. Encourage to press forward because you're just guaranteed his love is everlasting. And he's going to take care of it. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Come on. Let's thank him. It's a great salvation what he's provided for us. Hallelujah. And he equips us. He gives us everything we need pertaining to life and godliness. So we can make it. You can make it, saints. You can make it. We press forward. Hallelujah. On his word. Pastor, thank you. Thank you for that word which has encouraged us this morning. Amen. We want you to go with God on today. Uh, please remember those that are sick and shut in. We're just not saying it, but call their names out. And, and my, just call them out. 
Because they're those that are in hospitals and nursing homes and rehabs, separated from loved ones and family, call their names out. Um, those that have experienced loss, uh, death, and still grieving, call their names out. Uh, bind the hand of the enemy. There's a spirit to depress and oppress and make us fearful. Just call it out this week. You got a lot to pray for. Pray for those, um, uh, pray for this nation. There's shootings everywhere. Gun, pray for the schools that are opening up. Um, gun, pray that guns stay. How many know it's not a good thing? Not a good thing. Amen. We want uh, control. We want control. Hallelujah. Uh, God is in control, but we need some uh, control here. And the people of God have to pray against the uh, principalities and the rules of, of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what we have to do. So we have to do that this week. Pray. Pray for those jurors that have to make decisions. Heavy weight on their shoulder. And they want to do the right thing. And it's not what you call out through the TV. They can't hear you anyway, anyway, anyway. Pray that God will speak to them. And that the will of the Lord will be done. Because what we think we know, we don't know. We don't know. We know what we don't know. So you pray that God's will will be done and men will be turned around and saved. Shogun uh, needs to be saved. Uh, there are many. Police need to be saved. People are hurting. They need deliverance. God died for the world. I just want to remind you that he died for everybody. Amen. And he would that nobody perish. And that's how we, our hearts should be. As people of God, let us stand. As there's no more. Amen. And we're going to pray that God would bless you as he takes you throughout the course of your day. Those of you that are home or in your cars, those of you that are here, we pray the Lord's protection, his guidance, his wisdom, and his covering as you leave this place. May you never, ever leave his presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go with God and be blessed today. Amen. On behalf of our pastors, Theodore and Linda Faison, we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter in place. To support our ministry with your tithes and offerings, you can use PayPal at LivingWaterCCC, Cash App at LivingH2O Church, or Zelle at 973-902-9933. If you need any assistance or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973-902-9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, 
Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.